The following is a hoop bowl presentation. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds wide. Trey Slaughter. Welcome back to Hoop Ball Hawks, the show here on Hoop Ball Network that is taking flight. We cover everything regarding the Atlanta Hawks. I'm your host, Brad Harden, recording live from Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm recording this on Wednesday, May 5th, after the Hawks matchup versus the Western Conference's one-seeded Phoenix Suns, and the Hawks kept off two great games at home versus Western Conference opponents. Two statement wins. And they're putting the league on notice right now while everybody wants to talk about the New York Knicks, and rightfully so. They want to talk about the Celtics and Jason Tatum. They want to talk about the surging Wizards. All these other teams here in the Eastern Conference. And as appealing as those teams are and those narratives are, the Hawks, again, continue to be the most disrespected, overlooked, and undervalued team in the NBA. And these last two wins show the NBA world that the Hawks are for real. And we should not be casted off. I just saw just on the other day on ESPN, people saying that the Knicks would easily get to the second round of the playoffs. And that's how things are shaped up right now in the standings. The Knicks will play the Hawks in the first round. And I'm sorry and not sorry, but a relatively healthy Hawks team, which the Knicks have yet to play against this year, would prove a very difficult time for the New York Knicks, especially with the offensive firepower that Atlanta has, the improved defense and the connectivity right now that we're showing on the defensive end, and just the energy that this team brings. They can definitely match the energy that the New York Knicks brings on a night-to-night basis. The Hawks are definitely gelling at the right time. And we're going to dive into all of this after this plug for my bookie. If you like losing money, turn this off right now. But if you love free band, free bands, just like Super Future, then keep listening. Sports betting is getting huge across the nation. And all of my homies love to bet on games. There are a bunch of sites out there for sports betting, but all of my homies love my bookie. Why? Because it's so easy to use. And since y'all my homies too, I'm going to plug you. All my homies listening right now can sign up for my bookie with the promo code HOOPBALL to unlock a 100% deposit match bonus. 100%. Just like an A-plus in school. Hopefully you got them, but if not, this your chance to get 100%. You like playing blackjack? There are some very fun and free blackjack tournaments, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. There is so much that you can do on my bookie, and the best thing is, is that no cash is required to enter, and you can win up to $100 in daily challenges and up to $1,000 in weekly tournaments. 
So you want a chance at free cash money? Then again, my homies, sign up with the promo code HOOPBALL to unlock a 100% deposit match bonus and try to score some in the words of future, like I said earlier, free band, free band. All right, and we are back. And as I talked on the last episode, the last seven games are going to be very crucial for the Hawks to end the season as they want to stay away from being the seventh seed and being in the play-in tournament and win the Southeast Division title. First two games of this seven-game stretch are going to be the toughest, in my opinion, as the Hawks took on the Portland Trailblazers and Phoenix Suns, and they lost both of those matchups earlier in the season to both of these teams. So this is their chance to enact revenge while having them here at home in Atlanta. Monday, they took on a relatively healthy Portland Trailblazers team who was on the second out of a back-to-back, which the Hawks will have to deal with tomorrow, traveling up to Indiana, which I'll talk about that matchup the next episode. And the Hawks are going to have their hands full against the Portland Trailblazers as they have Damian Lillard, obviously, C.J. McCollum, who's healthy, Nurkic, Melo, and the crew. And Nate McMillan had his team ready to compete if you just look at the box score of the scores quarter to quarter, the scoring difference by quarter to quarter was just within one or two points in favor of Atlanta in all quarters except the second quarter, which in my opinion was the quarter that won the Hawks the game. There wasn't a ton of defense being played by either team. Damian Lillard did Damian Lillard things. He scored 33 points on eight assists, knocking down six three-pointers. C.J. McCollum, Added 20 points, 7 assists, and 5 boards. Norman Powell, the former Toronto Raptor, who was very familiar with the Atlanta Hawks, added 15 points of his own. And Melo, who moved to 10th all-time in scoring in the NBA, scored 14 points off of the bench. Portland played well enough to win the game on the offensive end, but the Hawks were just hot offensively, shooting 52% from the floor and almost 49% from three, and made... 23-pointers on Monday night. Portland is a team that loves to shoot the three ball. And if you just look at that statistic, the number of three-pointers made for both teams, as I said before, the Hawks made 23-pointers compared to 17 made three-pointers for Portland. And those three threes that the Portland Trailblazers did not make amounts to nine points, which was the difference in the Hawks winning the game as they won the game 123-114. Last year, when you said the phrase, obviously the Atlanta Hawks and three-pointers, rarely it was in a sentence together where the Hawks shot well from the three-point line. They were one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the league last year. And they've made a remarkable turnaround this year as right now they sit at 12th in the league in three-point shooting percentage. And that is a tribute to the additions they made this offseason, especially with Didelo Gallinari and Bogdan Bogdanovich, who were wheeling, dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun. Shout out to Ric Flair. Woo! Ric Flair drip. As it was on, it was on full display Monday night. Hawks had three players score 20 points, including the two players I just mentioned, and Ice traded gang with 20 points of his own. Dylan Gallinari off the bench was the leading scorer for Atlanta with 28 points, grabbed eight boards. 
Danilo Gallinari shot 9 of 15 from the floor, 7 of 10 from the three-point line. And he did most of his damage from the three-point line in the second half. And the first half was bogeys. Bogey in the first half was hot shooting the ball as he scored 25 points on 9 of 14 shooting. His seven threes himself. And Bogey is now shooting 42% from the three-point line this year. Trey Young, as I said before, was the other 20-point scorer as he had 21 points and had 11 dimes, another double-double for Trey Young. John Collins added 15 points, eight boards, and went 50% from three-point range himself. Capella was another double-double with 11 and 10. Not a huge outburst of points from him on Monday night, but it was clearly all about the long ball against Portland. The Hawks out-rebounded the Blazers plus 10. They shared the ball much better than in previous games as they had 32 team assists, which has to be up there for the highest team assist totals that they posted this year. It's up there, definitely. And the score only got close in this game at the end when the bench players for Portland came in and played with tremendous energy down the stretch and made the score look a lot more respectable than it really was as the Hawks did have a 20-point lead at one point in the second half. But a win is a win, and even though they didn't close out super strong, closing out was something that they did a lot better tonight. We're going to talk about that matchup versus the Suns. And as great of a win as it was on Monday night versus Portland, who tonight the Trailblazers exploded for 141 against Cleveland uh, in a win tonight, Tonight's win versus the Phoenix Suns, in my opinion, may have been one of the most impressive wins for the Hawks this year. I mean, the Suns were the number one seed in the West. MVP candidate in Chris Paul. Now, I know that Phoenix was on the second out of a back-to-back as well, and they played in an overtime game the night before against Cleveland, in which they won, but a win is a win, and the Hawks showed out tonight. It was a high-scoring first half for both teams, both teams scoring 65 points plus. The halftime score was 67-65. to And then the Hawks' defense would take it up a notch in the second half, and the second unit for the Hawks closed out the game, which was huge in itself because the starters did not play much of the fourth quarter, and they got some well-deserved rest before, obviously, the team flies up to play Indiana tomorrow night. The Hawks blew out the Suns, 135-103. Pretty even scoring for the Hawks, just like on the flip side when we played the 76ers in that two-game series. Very even scoring, dominant fashion as they won over us. We returned a favor on the Phoenix Suns. Devin Booker did his thing, scoring 30 points tonight. Mikhail Bridges with 18 for Phoenix. Chris Paul was held to 9 points and 6 assists. Hawks just... As I said before, dominated the second half. The Suns only shot 29% from the floor the second half, and they shot an abysmal 2 of 14 in the fourth quarter. The Hawks outscored Phoenix 38 to 15 in the fourth quarter. And it was a two-point game at halftime, as I said. And it was a nine-point game after three quarters, and they ended up beating, up, beating the Phoenix Suns by 32. Hawks shot a season-high 63% from the floor and tied a season-best 35 assists as a team. 
Hawks also shot 50% from three-point range and 89% from the foul line. So they made their shots. <laughs> cough, cough, uh, Lloyd Pierce. Um, and the Hawks have now won seven straight at home here in the State Farm Arena. Clint Capella was the leading scorer and was a force in the paint all night long with his 45th double-double of the season with 18 and 10. The number of the night for the Hawks was number 16. As the Hawks had four players score 16 points tonight, the Hawks made 16 free throws. And if you multiply 16 by 2, which gives you 32, which is what the Hawks won by tonight. So numbers. Shout out to Larry June. Trey Young, one of the players that scored 16 points tonight, had his 27th double-double of the season. 16 points, 12 dimes. Bogey, another player with 16 points. And he shot 6 of 11 from the field, 4 of 6 from the three-point line, and added 6 assists. Fun fact, Bogdan Bogdanovich has hit 3 or more three-pointers in 7 consecutive games for the Hawks and 11 of the last 12 games he's played. Again, great signing this offseason. He was a two-guard we needed next to Trey Young. Danilo Gallinari added 16 points off the bench. Also grabbed five boards and dished out four assists. Lou Will had a nice game off the bench with 16 points as well. Five assists and four boards. Oyeko Okonwu continues to get better and better with his aggressiveness and confidence. And proves he can score around the rim. He had 14 points tonight. Grabbed seven boards. Added three steals. I love what I've been seeing from Oyeko Okonwu as of late. The future is bright with him. And another fun fact from tonight's game, Oyeko Kongu and Lou Will were both plus 33 as far as plus minus goes, which is just outrageous. But they were both tied for second on the team in plus minus. Who was number one? Kevin Herter, who was plus 35 tonight, best on the Hawks roster tonight. He scored 13 points on a very efficient shooting from the floor. He continues to play well and with confidence. John Collins had nine points and four boards. A win is a win. But I want to continue to see more from John Collins. And one real quick shout out to everybody who voted on my poll the other day where I asked, had John Collins done enough this year to garner max contract money? Even though, as I said, he's probably going to get it because of how the market is for players in his position this offseason. 55% of you said no, he has not done enough this year to command max contract money. And I agree. He really has not done anything above and beyond to say, hey, he is a max contract player. But right now, it doesn't really matter when you're winning. And we're going to need him down the stretch. There's going to be a matchup a series where John Collins is going to come up big. He's a player that's always ready, so he just needs to continue to be ready, do whatever the team asks for him to do, and just go out and ball. Just continue to ball, young fellow. The Hawks were plus 16 on the boards tonight, and as well as with assists over the Phoenix Suns. They outscored the Suns 60-36 to 36 in the paint, and it was just a dominating performance for the Hawks. Like I said, probably the most impressive win that they've had this year. Now, I wanted to see the Hawks get these two wins versus Portland and Phoenix because these are great confidence-building games going into the home stretch of the regular season and leading up into the playoffs. 
This team is gelling and gaining confidence at the right time. The Hawks are now 23-10 and 10 under Nate McMillan. They're fifth in the East and now just a half a game back from the New York Knicks, who just lost on the road to Denver. The Knicks have a much tougher schedule down the stretch as they still have to play the Suns on Friday on ESPN. Then they got to take on the Lakers, the Clippers, all three of these games on the road, and they end the season with Boston. So those are four tough matchups to end the season. Meanwhile, the Hawks travel to Indiana probably tonight, and they take on the Pacers tomorrow night. Then they'll have several days off as their next game won't be until Monday here in Atlanta when they take on the Washington Wizards and they have a two-game series against the Wizards on Monday and Wednesday of next week. That will be a pretty tough series. I mean, the Wizards have been hot lately. They've been, they think they've won seven of their last 10 games. So that's not going to be a cakewalk. So those are going to be probably the toughest matchup that the Hawks have to end the season. And they'll finish off with Houston and Orlando. If the Hawks win for the next five games, it assures them a top six seed in the East and the Southeast division title. Hawks must continue to take it a game at a time. And I do not think that four and one is a stretch. I think that's the expectations that they should go four and one. Hell, I would love for them to go five and zero oh, personally. And the Hawks still don't have Hunter or Reddish. We don't know when they're going to come back. And regardless if they do or don't, the Hawks should be one of those teams as far as if you're in the Eastern Conference playoffs that you just don't want to run up against right now. They're hot. They're confident. They're gelling at the right time. They're playing better on the defensive end. Players are in rhythm on the offensive end. Everyone kind of knows their roles. And that includes, as I said, the Knicks, who I know who are they're hot as well. They're a hot team as well. But with the Knicks schedule down the stretch being tougher than the Hawks, if the Hawks can get to the four seed, secure home court advantage, where they have been great playing here at the State Farm Arena all year long, posting a 21-11 record. And I would just love, love for us to welcome, a warm welcome to the New York Knicks if they happen to be the five seed, where the four seed have home court advantage, a relatively healthy roster, a confident team. It just... You know, it's just it's the perfect storm for the Hawks to enact revenge on the New York Knicks. Yes, we were swept by the Knicks in the regular season. But the playoffs is a whole new ball game and the Hawks look ready. And I hope you're ready, too. And if you love what you heard today, give us five stars. Give us a good review. Share it to everybody about the hottest new podcast covering the Atlanta Hawks. Share with fellow Hawks fans and basketball enthusiasts across the globe. Follow us at HoopBallHawks on Twitter. That is at HoopBallHawks on Twitter. Follow myself, Brad Jarrett67. That is Brad, J-A-R-R-E-T-T-6-7. As the stretch comes up, we're going to be revving up more content here at HoopBallHawks. So I hope you're ready. I'm ready. It's an exciting time here in Atlanta. Playoff basketball is going to return back to the ATL after a three-year hiatus. And it feels so good to be a part of this run with you guys. And if I sound a little weird today, I've been battling some flu-like symptoms, but was well enough to get out of bed to record this episode for you guys. So stay tuned. I'm going to cover the Pacers game. The next episode foreshadow that tough Wizards matchup early next week. 
And you guys stay safe out there. And as always, yeah. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.